Subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Welcome back to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Matt and Garrett back again. <laughs> it's already started making Matt laugh. We're on a good roll. It's already a funny episode. <laughs> it's already there. Uh, with that being said, want to welcome everybody to the episode today. If you're new to us, go check us out, ninjaselling.com. Uh, you can learn all about the classes Ninja Selling has to offer. Uh, in Matt's laughing again at me. Keep going. Installations, mastery, coaching, everything that's at your fingertips there. We're here to support you when it comes to Ninja. Let's dive into the topic because I don't like being laughed at. <laughs> We're going to move along. <laughs> your topic, Matt. Okay, let's do it. So happy new year again to everybody. Hopefully your first week of 2023 is full of amazing energy and positivity. But I'm excited to talk about today because as we go into the new year's, Garrett, like every year, right? This is going to be the year. This is going to be the year that I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Like the resolutions, I'm holding on to that gym membership. And right now the gyms are rocking, right? Like you can't even, there's no elbow room at the gym. And come February, we all know it happens. Tumbleweeds come back in. And this happens because we are actually amazing salespeople for ourselves. You are your best salesperson. Someone had said this to me. I forget actually who, who told me this. And I was like, it makes so much sense, right? We sell ourselves on all of the good stuff, but also all of the bad stuff. The excuses. Eh, this is why I can hit snooze. This is why it's okay to have one more piece of cake. This is why this, this is why that. Yeah, I could, I could spend a little bit more on that. Or if we asked somebody else to sell us on that, we'd be like, no. And so we have to watch out for that. Excuses what kept coming up for me as I was hearing you talk about this topic and kind of get ready to record today is I kept thinking to myself, like all those little excuses that when you're making your plan, you can sit there and say, I won't fall victim to that stuff. And then the moment when you're supposed to actually execute the plan, it's like, I should probably clean my desk. Why are we cleaning our desk? Right? Oh, it's a mess. And I'll, I'll be more effective with my stuff. I'm going to get my desk clean. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, desk is clean. Okay. So what we're we supposed to do, we're supposed to do this. Right, you know what? There's that book that I wanted to order. I'm going to look that book up online. Let me see if I can find that book. And all of a sudden, we just keep selling ourselves on why this is not the right time to do it right now. And we are extremely effective at it. Extremely. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like, we don't necessarily need to use that power for good, quote unquote, because we don't need to sell ourselves on like why I should show up for my hour of power or why I should go to the gym. Like, it makes sense. Like, yeah, done. You're right. But now here comes the salesperson in me. Let me explain all the reasons why you don't need to do that and why this is actually going to make you feel better. Problem is, is typically we wake up the next day and, and go, that was a bait and switch. I totally got hoodwinked by that salesperson that's in myself. And so I do think we can turn this power into good for ourselves by starting to recognize that that exists, right? Know that about yourself. And you can kind of call yourself. If you can see it in the moment, you are way better at going like, all right, I see what you're trying to do. I see what's happening right now, and I'm not falling victim to it. What was the initial plan? Let's stick to the plan. I think as long as you can acknowledge it, that's your moment that you can stop that distraction from taking over and allowing you to decide why it was better to do that than to do what the actual plan was that in place. And then 
you can then look back and again, get very clear on why we get the results that we have. I mean, I think you can all look back at the items that you've had that you've decided that there was something that was more important that you should be doing. Phone calls you should have made, but you decided, eh, I'm going to do this other thing right now. Lunches that you could have scheduled, but then all of a sudden we sell ourselves on why right now is not the right time to call. We should wait till a little later in the day. More people will be available to pick up the phone. Man, sale, sale. It's like, no, just pick up the phone. Like, call these people, set these things up. Like, and again, especially if it's scheduled time that you set aside for yourself, this is where you really need to be careful because all the scheduled items you've put in are there to make your life better. It's there to make your business better. That's why it's like, you know, I got back in the gym here recently and I've decided, you know, I spent a long time having a gym membership that I have sold myself on so many times. Why right now is not the optimal time to go work out. Why tomorrow morning is like, oh, I really should go, but you know the kids are home right now and I want to stay up late with them. And so I'll just sleep in a little bit tomorrow morning and I'll skip the gym. I'll, I'll get back on track with them a little bit. I do have to say, having a trainer that I have to answer to, I don't want to have to tell Taylor why I didn't show up or like I had something better that I figured out, which I think this is why accountability partners work well because you have to now not only sell you, you have to sell them. Yeah. And they're not going to be sold on that. Like you may be a great salesperson for yourself, but it then turns out that we're pretty horrible salespeople for other for others. Unless like we're both like, yeah, that sounds like an awesome idea. Let's stay up late. Let's kick this keg. Let's do this thing over here. Because you can have an accountability partner, Matt, that goes, Oh, your daughters are home from school. I totally get it. I understand why you didn't do your stuff. And you're like, all right, now I sold myself and I sold the person who's supposed to be keeping me accountable to this. And now nothing's getting done. So we're back to square one again. Well, so thinking of business plans, since now it's time to execute on these things, also setting yourself up, like if you know that you're your greatest salesperson when it comes to excuses, be prepared for that. This is why the paperwork time, the two hours a week, two one-hour sessions of paperwork cleanup or digital paperwork cleanup or just admin time exists in our Ninja Perfect Week. It's designed to basically cut the excuses out because it's hard to sit there and clean up your desk when it's scheduled for two hours from now or tomorrow or you already did it. You can't sit there and be like, well, let me clean the desk again. When it's already done, like you don't have that excuse of like, oh man, this place is a mess. I should probably clean this place up. No, it's already built in. That's going to be taken care of. We're not worried about that. You got to show up and again, hopefully eliminate those excuses. It's the number one thing in coaching when we have people that have come to us and they want help with stuff. There's a lot of coaching calls, Matt, that we get to listen to excuses about why somebody didn't get it done. And I love the way you said it for this kind of this episode today because it's like we get to listen to people tell us why they're basically we get to hear their sales pitch and why this didn't happen. Some of them are good. Some are really good. And some are valid. I could buy into some of them and some I do. Some of them make sense. Then there's other ones that aren't. It's like you decided what? <laughs> you decided that that was more important? All right. <laughs> And we do this pretty non-consciously. And this is why I think it's hard to be aware of because a lot of times it's almost like you black out for a second. You're like, wait, what happened? How did I make that decision? I didn't make that decision. No way I made that decision. That wasn't what I wanted to do. And you wake up the next day and you're like, oh gosh, I didn't want to hit snooze. How did that happen? And so it is difficult sometimes to pull this out of the non-conscious and say, hey, what's going on here? And that 
can go into a whole path down, okay, habit building, changing your environment, all these things. But I think if we could just start to recognize that this exists, we can make a change and then turn it around and use it the other direction and use ourselves against ourselves. So when we start selling the pitch, be like, yeah, you know, it would be good for you to sleep in, Garrett. That would be great. You know, you don't need to go work out tomorrow. And, you know, you don't need to be looking slim and trim when you're walking your girls down the aisle for their wedding 10 years from now or whenever that happens. 10 years is the appropriate. We'll, we'll start there. I feel like that's a, a fair range, you know? Yeah, you don't need to be able to play with grandkids someday. Like, you, you know, in fact, you don't ever need to work out ever. Now, all of a sudden, I'm like, this is a sales pitch that I am not enjoying very much at all. You brought up, you know, listening to your non-conscious and you made the comment, which I think is really funny, Matt, of like, you know what you're supposed to do. And all of a sudden you black out for a second and you do something. And then you're like, wait, how did I get here? How did this moment just happen? We all have that happen. I had that happen earlier today when I was at the store and here I am trying to eat certain foods. And all of a sudden I have a bag of chips in the cart and I'm like, you knew it when you walked in the store, what you were going to buy and what you weren't going to buy. And here we have a bag of tortilla chips in the cart. And at some point I blacked out. I kind of remember doing it. And those things ended up in the cart. And then the bag was gone. And you're like, what? So I haven't eaten it yet. But that non-conscious part of the brain is a really important thing for us to understand because it's going to make decisions with you not even having to be involved in it. We think we have control over that brain. We think we can sit there and manipulate it and say, nope, when that moment comes up, I'm going to act a certain way. And your non-conscious brain says, nope, that's not who you are. I know exactly who you are. And here's how we're going to handle it when that situation comes up. So if you find yourself selling yourself all the time on the things that are important that need to be growing your business, growing your life, making you a better person... A lot of times you need to take a step back and figure out what your internal programming is. Because a lot of times that non-conscious brain is so good at selling you because it has a program in there about who it thinks you are. It may have a program in there about how it thinks that you work inside your business, show up for the appointments that are going to make your business grow and have you hit certain numbers. The type of relationships you have with the people that are in your life. All these things are programmed by a non-conscious brain that we just think we have so much control over. And most of you listening, to say all of you, have very little, if any, control of the non-conscious brain unless you try to reprogram it, which we can do through affirmations and other things. Well, so in the moment, right? So you have the ability to, to put in the work today. It doesn't mean it's going to change everything today. But if you're aware of the choices your non-conscious makes, typically you have a conscious moment to be able to adjust it. And you get to decide whether that's something that you want to change or not. I think another interesting component of this, Garrett, is that if we recognize that about ourselves, let's also recognize it about our clients. And if we think, think about it that way, as a, quote, salesperson, you don't actually really need to sell anybody anything, particularly when it comes to real estate. I mean, I, all of you who are following the Ninja Path know that like we control the process, they control the decisions. And it is an amazing thing in this industry because there's no impulse buying. Like I don't need to like have a commercial with the Sham Wow and show you all the crazy cool things that Sham Wow does and all of a sudden you end up with like 15 of these things in your kitchen and you're like, "They don't work. What happened?" You don't end up with a house and like, "How did I do that?" But at the same time, change is very difficult for people, right? So non-conscious hates change. And so you can pretty much bet going into a lot of 
transactions or, or situations that there is going to be some resistance there. And if we know that, let's set this environment up for success for the client by being that step-down transformer, asking lots of questions so that we can have a conversation and talk through things versus all of a sudden have a client calling the night before closing saying, I can't do it. I can't do it. Cancel the deal. Well, kind of late to figure that one out, but let's have a conversation. (laughs) So if we know this about ourselves, let's also know it about our clients. I think it helps us deploy a little bit more empathy and manage these experiences because if we're maintaining a level, I would like to say calm, but you know, stakes are high and sometimes emotions get high with clients and I get that. But if we can maintain a level field of consistent service coming from your end as the realtor, I think it's going to help them not sell themselves out of a deal. Oh yeah. We have that happening a lot right now, selling themselves out of deals. Matt, I want to go back real quick to kind of like, you know, the systems in people's lives that, you know, a lot of times we're going to find ourselves selling. Cause I, I made a comment here just a second ago that I was, maybe it was like, it's very hard to control your non-conscious brain, but I do want to give people a little bit of hope here because you do have an element of control. And if we use something like making your phone calls, there's a lot of people that know that being on the phone, reaching out to your database is a huge part of making the ninja systems come to life building those relationships so you can have the referrals around that. And if you have a programmed in non-conscious part of your brain that says, I don't like talking on the phone, what happens is when that time comes up in your schedule, your brain will come up with a great reason why right now is not a great time to talk on the phone. Great excuse. It'll paint an amazing picture that you will believe and you're going to be like, yep, you know what? Now is not the right time to talk on the phone. If you can see this happening in real time, and you are aware of it going into it saying, when that comes up, there's a very good chance I'm going to try to convince myself why not now is not the right time. You can then push past that and say, today I'm going to just do this because it's and this goes back to the just do it mentality. But like you can push past that right now and say, I'm going to do it. But if you're going to do it, you better document your results of it. Because if you can document your results, what you can do is you can reprogram that fear of the phone. And you'll walk away going, you know what? I actually made 10 phone calls today and it wasn't that bad. It was actually really fun. I had some great conversations with people. I I got to learn a little bit about this person, learn about this person. It was really enjoyable. And you need to document that and put that down of, I'm actually good at talking on the phone. It feels good when I talk on the phone. I like picking up the phone, contacting the people. That was an enjoyable time for me. And the more you can have those little wins you will start to mellow out that voice that says, I don't really like talking on the phone. And so that, once you can replace that picture in your non-conscious brain, you don't have to sell yourself on why you're not going to do it. You'll actually find ways to sell yourself on why you're going to do it because it turns into an important piece. It's like telling somebody they can't go to the gym today who always goes to the gym. They will find a way to sell you and themselves on how they're going to make it to the gym. It's that important for themselves. I love the documenting when you're going through it. Because if your non-conscious is programmed a certain way, as you said, but you are doing it a different way, you literally will not remember it. I mean, you will remember it. It's in the memory, but you're not accessing it. You're not searching for it. Your conscious search engine is not typing in those words to go find it. And it's funny because I was thinking to the little things with me and Jen, right? Like where it's like, oh man, you know, she never does this. Or she'll say, you never do this. Like little things, right? Like you don't put your socks away or something like that. 
And then you start doing it, but that opinion still exists. It's like, oh yeah, you never put the cap on the toothpaste tube. It's like, what are you talking about? I've been doing that for like two years. Why would you put it back on when I'm going to use it later today? <laughs> Seems weird. <laughs> Seems strange. But it's funny how those little things, because that's not something you're probably going to go proactively, you know, try to change because it's like a, this little, little thing. But it's fascinating when you look at that, because if you don't document that those little things are completed, whether it's a spouse or for yourself, then you never will believe it. And you've already sold yourself on the narrative and you'll just keep selling yourself on the narrative. Just like I go to the gym all the time and it never works, right? I always sign up for the gym and I do these things and it never works. But if you actually go back and document how many times you're really going to the gym versus how many times you see the gym membership hit the credit card, then you might realize maybe I'm not actually following through with certain things that I need to do. So documenting works in both directions too to bring that awareness so you can make those changes. I'm going to contact Jen and I'm going to be like, okay, Jen, here's how you're going to break Matt of the toothpaste thing. Oh, no, it's the other way around on the toothpaste thing. Oh, oh, good, good. Okay, so this is what you're going to do to Jen. So what you need to do is you need to go into the bathroom after she's been in there and you just need to like go up and like rest your hand on top of the toothpaste and just squish it all out over the top of the counter and then be like, see, if the cap wasn't on there, that wouldn't have happened. Or the cap was on there, that wouldn't have happened. I'm definitely not doing that. Not because I don't want to clean up toothpaste, but because I like to sleep in my bed at night. I don't want to have to go sleep on the couch. It would probably take like three or four times before she'd always put the cap on. And I have a permanent residence on the couch for who knows how many months after that. That's how we handle it in the fry house. (laughs) All right, we're derailed. So I think you pulled this together though with, okay, you're your greatest salesperson. Let's document those sales. Just like if you were selling widgets, you want to document those sales, right? You want to document, hey, I want to see how many widgets I can sell this quarter. Let's hit this quota. Let's crush this quota. Well, let's document how many times you're selling yourself on things. Make a mental record of how many times you're putting those tortilla chips in the shopping cart every time you go to the grocery store. This is actually something that I do talk with clients. I said, if you're going to blow through a time block, I want you to write me a paragraph or an email or something explaining why because then it's documented. Otherwise, it's like I've had people, and I know you've done this too, Garrett. I've done this with myself, gone back and looked at the week and be like, well, how did that happen? Like, well, what did you do instead of your hour of power? And you look back and you're like, don't know. I know I was busy. It was a busy day. It was a YouTube video I got stuck on. <laughs> it was worth it. Throttle House is pretty good for those of you who watch uh, car videos on YouTube. When you document it, this gives you the chance to go back. Matt, I really liked what you said is if If you had to choose somebody, let's say a spouse, let's just say you made an agreement with your spouse saying, look, I'm going to follow my schedule here going into this new year. I'm turning over a new leaf. And and maybe a spouse is too close because you don't want to mess up your relationship if you don't, don't do this. But if you had to write a paragraph to somebody that was really important to you that you didn't want to let down to let them know this is why you chose not to do something that's going to make your life better or make you better... I guarantee you, as you're starting to write the words, here today is why I'm choosing not to do this activity, you're probably going to stop me like, delete. I'm just going to do it. I love this idea. I'm I'm actually going to pitch this to all my clients now and be like, all right, anytime you're going to blow through a time block, you have to sell me on it. Don't just sell yourself, sell me. And sometimes you will sell me. Sometimes they'll be like, well, yeah, you know, my kid's sick. I need to go pick him up at school. Cool. Sold. Done. Go do it. Go pick up your kid. That probably doesn't take much selling. But if you find yourself negotiating with yourself, well, I'll just have 
the three M&Ms, you know, not five. Meanwhile, that's my thing. I just take the handful. The red and green ones are the best, by the way. I don't know why they taste so good. I can't think of the last time I've had an M&M. Probably been like 10 years, give or take. I'll go 10 years. Really? I'm not a sweet person. I don't do sweets. Yeah, but I mean, M&Ms. Nope. But only the red and green ones. So like Christmas time, once I get through Christmas, we're good. Right before coming here to our podcast today, Otto got hot tamales. Otto's my son, had hot tamales. And he's sitting there and he's like, man, these are good. And I had to sit there and think about it. I don't know the last hot tamale I've had. I'm like, I am living like a, maybe I need to live a little bit. I'm going to have a hot tamale right after this. I'm going to go get one. Well, I will say keeping added sugar and those things out of your life is actually a really, really good thing. So you don't have to go back to that. As someone who who loves health and wellness and all these things, I don't recommend people eat M&Ms by the handful. I'm just admitting I have not decided to change that part of my non-conscious brain. I'm going to continue to sell myself on why that's okay. This is a good topic, Matt. Yeah. That's really what I what I think wanted to hit home on is like, let's recognize how great we are at selling ourselves a bunch of BS and let's bring it to the awareness. Let's understand that other people are really good at it too, so that we can help, you know, maybe not let that happen. And I think just to add to this one last little piece is that a lot of our best sales that we make to ourselves keep us in a place of mediocrity. It doesn't allow us to go outside the box. It doesn't allow us to be the best salesperson in the office. It doesn't allow us to break records that are set around us in different ways. Every time you sell yourself on why you're not going to do the things that are helping you grow, you are bringing that element of mediocrity back into your life. And the best thing you can do is to really, again, as we just said, pay attention to those sales, really ask yourself, are you willing to buy it right now? And if you're not, if you can prove to yourself why that's not a sale you're going to choose to make, like do the system. Do what you put out there, the plan that you put in front of you. So, Matt, I think this is, again, it's a great topic, very timely going into the new year, and I think it's awesome. Well, thank you. And thank you, everybody, for for listening to us uh, go through this and for joining us for another amazing year of this podcast. We have a lot of wonderful plans ahead, mostly continuing to produce two episodes every single week for you throughout the entire year. We have some guests that we're working on. We want to bring some guests. And we said that last year too. And we we did try to get some of those guests that we had talked about last year and our schedules just did not work out to get some of those people on. James Clear is coming up. I'm just putting that out to the universe. Well, okay, let's put it out. Yeah. Anybody who knows James Clear out there, I need a connection. That's what I need. Yeah, that would be good. Who would I want to have on then? Tim Ferriss is on the list. You've always wanted Tim Ferriss on would be good. Yep, need a connection to him. Richard Branson would be great. Oh, Richard Branson would be good. I'd like that. That would be a cool one. We should just start there. Let's start small. We'll start small with that group. We'll see what the listeners can provide because I have a feeling the answers are going to come from our listeners. There's somebody in our world as we're growing that knows one of these three people. It's like, oh yeah, Richard Branson's my uncle. Exactly. It's going to happen. You just wait, Matt. Yeah. I'm putting it out there. I like that. Hey, trust the universe. So thank you everybody for joining us. We appreciate you a whole lot. If you haven't joined our Facebook group, Head over to um, facebook.com and type in the Ninja Selling Podcast and you'll find it. I've been told I shouldn't just spell out the URL because nobody types URLs these days. And it's true because you're probably going on your app anyway. Never really thought about that. I'm so happy you figured this out. I didn't even think about it. I just made that connection. The mobile. I'm like, of course, you're not typing a URL in the mobile app. Gosh, man. And I call myself a millennial. Goodness gracious. 
All right, I'm done. That's it. You guys are awesome. I love you guys. Have an amazing day and we'll catch you on the next one. I think you did as well on the exit as I did on the intro. So thanks everyone. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like more, visit us at the ninjasellingpodcast.com. There you will also find links for more information about ninja selling and coaching. Have an incredible day.